probably didn't hear us. It was probably just. (laughs) 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 Probably just. (laughs) (laughs) I can't have the hiccups. Come on. Okay. I forgot. How are you today? Shitty. Terrible. Hate it. How are you? All right, woke up feeling a little sick, but I think it's allergies, so mm. took an allergy pill and I feel a little better. That's good. I'm glad yeah. you're not sick. Thank you. Mostly because we're in a tiny room together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you want to go into your bad day or you want to leave that off? I'm going to save one of them for my grape, but I will say that getting here was a nuisance. It was a Herculean task. It was... <laughs> um. The worst. Like, everywhere you turned, it was like, detour. No, I'm not going to stop there. Yeah. Uh, uh, The 20 was 10 minutes late. Showed up at the same time as another 20, which parked right beside it to let everyone off. So that the 20 couldn't, I was on, couldn't pull away. Um, And then it just, it stopped extra long at the train as if it wasn't already late and there wasn't a 20 ahead of it and a 20 behind it. And it's the worst. I hate it. That's also... I don't, like, I don't think buses are supposed to stop beside each other. Like, I think that's, like, a dangerous thing to do. Well, yeah, like, it was in the lane for regular traffic. Yeah, so it was, like, trying to kill people. Yeah. Cool. No, it was pretty good. And also, he blew past my stop and didn't even apologize. Yeah, I saw that happen. I didn't know which bus you were on, but, like, three in a row just super fast past that stop. And I'm like, mm, one of those was supposed to stop yeah. for sure. Not impressed. No. On the other side, I saw a puppy and a really fluffy dog and an old golden retriever, which you also saw. Yeah, that dog was so good. Yeah. It was very fluff. And I saw a person, um, they were wearing like those mermaid scale leggings and then like a universe print like duster. So it was like a shirt, um, like fully, fully closed until like their waist area and then it like split apart and was like long until the ground is that what a duster is kind of like a duster's kind of like just like a long a long long trench coat okay um like the matrix coat the black leather one. Oh, i think i saw the person you're talking about maybe they looked really cool yeah very, very cool. bright yeah very pretty if that was you hello <laughs> <laughs> i stared at you for very little time because I'm not a weirdo. Yeah. You looked so magical. Good yeah. For you. Misconnections. <laughs> Misconnections, the podcast edition. <laughs> now you make your podcast and tell, yeah. <laughs> tell everyone about me. About Do what as I'm much wearing. advertising as we've done. And then yeah. we'll see if we can find each other. <laughs> it's like the movie Serendipity, but incredibly fucking boring. <laughs> Every once in a while we tweet you guys. I don't know why you're not. Yeah. Why aren't we famous us? yet? <laughs> yeah. My God. So, so, it's your mom's birthday today when we're recording. Yeah. I'm broke and also my mom's difficult, so I made her uh, like beeswax food wrap Aww. out of the patches that I printed. That's why you were accusing me of stealing your beeswax. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I remember offering it to someone. Yeah. And yeah. It, it turns out I offered it to Paul for candles. Ah. And so it was up with our candle supply stuff, so... That's pretty good. Also, when this comes out, it'll be October. Yeah. So happy October, everyone. Happy October 
Thanks for coming to Canzine. Yeah. I don't think anyone who listened to this came to Canzine, but <laughs> No, but people who came to Canzine are definitely listening to this because you took oh, our yeah. free zines and you thought, these people are so fucking funny. I want to listen to them speak to me for an hour every week. Yeah. Yeah. At least an hour, <laughs> depending on who's editing. <laughs> um, I had like one person look at my Bob scene. Because I have a Bob's Burgers trivia scene. <laughs> and they're like, wow, these questions are really specific. And I'm like, yeah, that's what trivia is. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> the scene is only for people who have watched every Bob's episode 20 plus times. Yeah, Get I don't back care if me. you can name all the kids. I want you to know the actual minutiae of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like tell me how many... How many characters in Bob's Burgers we know for sure don't know how to fax. Tell me that. <laughs> so see you guys at the Weirdo Market. Yeah. Barbara and I will be there this December. Now that Kansie is over, we're going to be on top of our shit all the time. Yeah. Never forget anything ever again. Oh, um, can you hand me my phone? I have to put it in airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had something else I was going to talk about on here. Oh, right. I was going to tell you a story about how this morning... At about 3 a.m., there was a car crash outside my house. Oh, no. Is everyone okay? I think so. I didn't go check. The ambulances got there, like, super fast. But it was like, you hear a big smash. And I immediately text Wes, hey, did you hear that? Because I was, like, fast asleep. And then all of a sudden awake and, like, okay, did I hear that? Or was this a dream thing? And mm-hmm. Wes is like, yes, I also <laughs> heard oh. this. And, um, yeah, and then we heard, like, cursing. But it wasn't, like, frantic or anything. So we're like, okay, these people are probably, like, fine and figuring stuff out. But, like, we both listened for a while and the ambulance and police or whatever came. So I was like, okay, like, our work here is done. Yeah, nailed it. (laughs) And then just a car alarm going steady for, or car horn, rather, for, like, I don't know, a half an hour. Oh, the worst. Yeah. Um, The worst. That you had the worst of that situation. I did. (laughs) Please direct all your sympathy to me. Because it was like 3.30 in the morning and I'm still trying to get back to sleep. And I'm like, am I just awake now? I can't do this. (laughs) I can't be awake this early in the morning. I didn't agree to this. No. How how dare you? How dare you uh, rouse me from my slumber? If you're going to get in a car crash, please consider the timing of it. Some people have shit to do in the mornings. Not us, but some people do. Some people do. I just wanted to sleep. The other night, I heard a big like metal crash right outside my window. And I think it was my neighbor like dropping something in the garbage or whatever, but it was like 3 a.m. And it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And Paul like woke up because I jolted up. And he mm-hmm. goes, what? I'm like, did you not hear that? He's like, no. And I was like, there's a big crash. He's like, okay. And he went back to sleep while I was sitting up scared. So what is the point of dating a man? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. A crash, you say. (laughs) I would tell you about, like, oh, several years ago, uh, uh, Kurt was living with a couple different roommates. And there was this huge crash. And him and one roommate, like, came running out into the living room. And the other one was just sitting in the chair. And they were like, did you not? hear that and he's like well what do you mean and they like point and a car has come through the side of their house holy shit yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they're like what and he's like well i thought i heard something but then I... <laughs> I didn't... didn't think to check <laughs> it was like the front of the car i guess was through the wall not like a oh ton god, but yeah. a bit <laughs> it was like how 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 did you not 
like look to your left. Also, how did someone run into their house? Hey, if you drive recklessly, fuck you. I know this yeah. is like the most obvious PSA we've probably ever had, yeah. but like, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the climate strike yesterday, which I did not attend, but I was near because it's near my studio. Um, no reason I didn't attend. I just had a bunch of stuff to do. <laughs> Which I made a point not to visit. Yeah, just so you know, I hate the climate. Um, but I was walking towards Maine because I was not going to get a bus at Canby. There were no buses running along Broadway because, like, the climate strike was huge, which was great. Congratulations. Thank you to all climate strikers. Mm. Um, but I'm, like, crossing the street, and it's my turn to cross. Like, there's everyone's stopped stuff, and everything's moving really slow anyway. And this guy who doesn't have, like, it's... Uh, north-south lane on Broadway so it doesn't have any lights decides he's just gonna like step on the gas and go through and I'm like hey it's not your light it's everyone else's light and also I'm crossing what an asshole yeah he missed me by like a good few feet sort of thing but it was still like I don't want a car going that fast no when it's my my turn to go well you don't want a car going that fast on a fucking city street anyway go to hell yeah, well, and also it's like, I don't know where you think you're going. Like, there's no there's no fast-moving traffic along, like, uh, east-west anyway. Yeah. Like, you're not getting anywhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, all drivers are bad, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you drive, go to hell. And if yeah. you have a luxury car, go to hell especially. Yeah. <laughs> well, on my way, because right after that guy, he had quite a quite a fancy car mm. um almost hit me almost almost hit me um i was like well i hope all the climate strikers are just popping tires on luxury cars as they go yeah because <laughs> you should honestly yes. yeah dump <laughs> i was gonna say dump them into the ocean we probably don't want the cars in the ocean i don't think fish need cars that might be fun though mm. it'd be like a little house where the fish is keep them safe from all the crabs yeah yeah there's a house near me that has, like, a big, fancy, weird Jeep and, like, two other luxury cars in their driveway. And then the front of the house is, like, it has their family name above the door. <laughs> and, like, this really gaudy, like, overdone landscaping. Um, and I've hated them. I hate them so much. They're also always watering the fucking sidewalk with their yeah. sprinklers in the summer. But I walked past the other day, and they both – it's two houses. I think yeah. it's, like, one family that lives in two houses. Um, and both houses had an NDP sign in, out front. So now I've warmed to them a little bit more, but I still hate them. They're fucking wealth hoarders. But for whatever reason, I'm like, okay, well, you're on my side for some reason. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess you're kind of on my side. Yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> Maybe they want to redistribute their wealth, but they're just not sure how. <laughs> What if we buy another car? Yeah. Would that help? <laughs> Those are our thoughts. Yeah. Um, oh, also, I will just mention here, I know I told you earlier, but like there were two other sort of protests going on yesterday that I heard about. One was um, for that nightclub owner who assaulted a bunch of women. So a bunch of people gathered outside the courthouse yesterday to sort of, I guess, protest that guy, show support for all the women affected, all the mm-hmm. people. Um, and then there was also a big, uh, hotel workers strike. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, good for you guys. Yeah. Keep it, keep up. it up. Uh, get those rights. Mm-hmm. Get those, get those, uh, get those fair hours. pay 
hours, better working conditions. Like one of my dreams is to be able to like afford a cleaner once a month because I'm bad at I'm like good at keeping things mostly clean, but I'm bad at like cleaning corner corners and stuff. Mm. But I'm like, if you ask another person to do the stuff that you can't do, like pay them really well. Yes. Like this is a skill you don't have. Yeah. Pay cleaners. Yes. Without them, we'd be living in our own poop again. Like I guarantee no one would ever clean a hotel. (laughs) You know, everyone just deserves good working conditions. Yes. And living wages. And living wages. And, like, you just uh, make sure they have enough hours. Yeah. And let them eat their boss. Let yeah. them kill and eat their boss. Yeah. Um. I guess maybe we should get going. Okay. So, I'm Barbara. I'm Melissa. And this is... I, I forgot. forgot. I can't wait till you make us sound like robots again. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Um, and this week, I forgot ghost. What What's that about, Melissa? It's about a ghost. Whoa. A ghost seeking vengeance. Can I tell you something about this movie yes. that um, is a little bit sad? Okay. Well, it's a little bit sad and just a little bit stupid. Okay. <laughs> um, I was... Um, murdered. Like mm-hmm. the synopsis on IMDb or something is just like when a young man is murdered or whatever. My I was immediately shocked because I had no idea that's what the movie was about because yeah. I hadn't seen the movie and my brain just decided that um, Patrick Swayze's character for sure died of pancreatic cancer in Ghost as well. <laughs> well, my thoughts on Ghost without seeing it were that like Demi Moore moves into an apartment building that has a ghost. The ghost you know, died several years ago. Oh. And she, she just fucks the ghost. She has no relationship before that. That's hot. Yeah, yeah. Well, they be, they get in a relationship through pottery. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> and, you know, and her living there, and then, like, that's what's happened. So, yeah, this was a, this is a turn for both of us. <laughs> it's just that pottery strengthens their relationship oh. after he's deceased. Honestly, not really, no. The pot, like the you think this movie is more about pottery than it is. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's more about ghosts doing pottery. A ghost does never, never does pottery in this movie. The ghost doesn't do any pottery. No, fuck off. What's the point? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand everything I've like come to learn about this movie has been wrong. Well, aside from the stuff I learned from the movie, but like it was <laughs> just full of surprise. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I thought this happened. Yeah. Well, maybe we're thinking of the sequel because there is a sequel where Swayze's <clears throat> ghost just makes pottery and then Demi Moore starts uh, like selling it on eBay in the same kind of racket as like haunted dolls and stuff. Oh, uh-huh, okay. But she's like, this is pottery made by a ghost. Woo. And then he's like, this is kind of exploitative. Like, I don't feel like you're really honoring. Like, I'm also making art. Yeah. And so that so kind vessels. of causes a rift in their relationship. Also in the space time because he's supposed to have moved on to the afterlife. Yeah. Um. So this ghost makes vessels for others to mm. to find a home in. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um. I am surprised they made a second one. Yeah. I am surprised. Mm. So this movie was set in the eighties, and it looks like it. Mm. So it's doing like the opening credits and showing you. It hasn't shown you any scenes yet, but 
when the word ghost comes on, it comes on like, Whoa. oh, just so you that's know. not the tone I imagined for this movie. Just right out the gate. No, this movie is goofy. Really? It's goofy, but it's not meant to be. Just Patrick Swayze's a bad actor. Oh, <laughs> you can't say that. You're not allowed to say that because he died. Oh, well, I was also, <laughs> it's also written in my notes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Looking around a dusty room with sunbeam shining in. Yeah, so it sort of opens like that. You've seen it before. I believe Jumanji also has a scene like that where it's like things are covered in dust sheets and like there's windows and sunlight coming in, but you can see all the like dust particles floating around. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, well, I thought it was a wall, but it turns out to be a floor is getting like broken open. And then this all, this three of them is Demi Moore, um, whose name is Molly, and Patrick Swayze. His name is, I think, Sam, but I don't know if I'll call him that. And then their friend. Who's ripped. Who's ripped. <laughs> it's like you see Patrick Swayze beside his friend and you're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I had to choose one, yeah. it'd be Demi Moore. Oh, yeah. Demi Moore is the... Demi Moore should have both. Yeah. But... Can I tell you a true thing about this movie that I really enjoyed? Yeah. She got the part and didn't tell them that she was going to cut her hair. <laughs> yes. Is she chill? Do we like Demi Moore? She just released like a tell-all book, and I have no idea. I I don't know too much about her. Um, I just feel I, like when men start dating someone like twenty years their junior, we're all like, "Hey, that's fucking nasty." But she started dating Ashton Kutcher, and we were all chill about it. I don't know how chill everyone was. Chillers and like, if a dude had done well. Even though I'm remembering it, I wasn't super stoked on it. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's a, pretty nasty. That's pretty nasty. Um, nasty. No, it's not nasty. It's nasty. We are nasty. <laughs> we are a nasty pair. Demi Moore is just nasty. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly don't know how I feel about it. She's a person who it seems like, it seems like most of her life she's dated dudes who are like 10 years or more older than her. Uh, and then dated Ashton Kutcher, who was 20 years younger than her. Something I don't remember how much. I don't actually know. I just threw out a number. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know how I feel about it. Yeah, but just because something happens to you a bunch doesn't mean you get to do it to other no, people. No, no, no. Like, I'm also sort of going like, well, you know what, like, you know what that relationship is. Yeah. Why would you do it? Yeah. But. I don't know. I am aside from that, I haven't really heard a whole lot about her. So I, she's just sort of like a, a neutral character in my mind. Okay. Well, her hair is really good, and she looks hot in this movie. So it's true. Yeah, and then they break down a wall together with sledgehammers. So sick. Yeah, and they find a penny in a jar, and Patrick Swayze goes, "Oh, it's for I can't remember if he says it's for luck or for love, but whatever. Lucky love you, Penny. They're business people doing a weird prank on the elevator." Yeah, so Patrick Swayze and his friend, both in suits, and they're talking about how they're nervous about things coming up. And I think it's trying to paint Patrick Swayze as like a good business guy. Hmm. Um, but whatever, they're talking about no this. Thing. Yeah. Um, they also work for a bank, so it's like, no. <laughs> uh, they get on the elevator, and they're playing a prank where pa- Patrick Swayze goes like, so did you get the results back from your doctor? And the other guy goes, yeah, it's contagious. And then they go back and forth like that uh, while on the elevator, like trapped with people. Mm. And um, 
And Patrick Swayze said, what about the rash? Yes. Also contagious. Yeah. So they, honestly, they said I shouldn't come into work today, but, like, I had to come in. <laughs> and he's like, it's super bad. Like, I'm not supposed to, like, touch anyone else. And then he coughs and, like, grabs onto someone's arm. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> now everyone thinks they're going to get sick. Yeah, that's a cool prank to play. As a person with OCD, I appreciate it. It's definitely super weird, especially because, like, at first I was like, oh, they're trying to get them to clear off the elevator. But they weren't. They were just being annoying. They were just being assholes. That's only cute when I do it. Yeah. Casual sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah, so they get off the elevator and immediately... Um, I think it's Patrick Swayze goes, one of his female co-workers, he's like, Helen, looking really good. Why? Just because he wants to he wants to pay her a compliment. Why can't you just say, Helen, you look really good without being creepy about it? Yeah, well, first of all, you don't have to say that. Yeah, you don't have like, to comment on the way Helen looks. Helen yeah. knows she looks good. You can, also be, you can also say something like, oh, hey, Helen, that's a really nice suit you're wearing. Yeah, so or it's you a look color. healthy. You pretty, look happy. Pretty color, like what you've done with your hair. Great. Yeah. Like, um, you know, something specific. And you don't have to say kept it in a weird figure. tone. <laughs> Glad to see you kept your figure from the last time I saw you. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he gets there. I guess uh, Patrick Swayze, I don't know how much older he is than his friend. His friend has quite a baby face. Um, but he definitely has a higher position in the company than his friend. Mm. So he's going to, he was talking before, he's got this meeting with some Japanese clients and um, they ended up being early, like 15 or so minutes early. Mm. And he's caught off guard. So he's like, oh no. Uh, and his assistant's like, oh, and you have to wire this much money to this account by this time. And he's like, Oh, okay, like, uh, and he goes to his friend and he's like, hey, can you do this task, wire the money, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just need your, like, like Mac code or something. And he's like, oh, and he shows him, pulls out his, like, address book and shows him the code. And he's like, oh, there you go. You have a note here that says he has anxiety, I guess. Oh, right. No. So this is all after. He's talking to um, Molly, to be more, and he's like... He's talking about how he's worried that things are going so well. He's always worried that something's going to happen and make it go bad. He's like, every time it's always happened to me, I just can't stop thinking about like, hey, things seem to be going well. So something horrible is about to happen. Mm -hmm. They were watching the the news or they accidentally turned it on for a second. And there had been a plane crash. And he's like, oh, you maybe I should cancel my trip to L.A. next week. You know, these things always happen in threes. And he's talking about how he has like just anxiety about, I guess, death, which we all have, but his seems exasperated. Yeah. Exasperate um, a lot. Yeah. Well, I guess his anxieties are somewhat justified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have some thoughts on this tall, skinny vase Demi Moore is <laughs> So, okay, they're, while they're in bed having this conversation, they're talking about some other stuff too, whatever. They're like being cutesy about things. And then it cuts to Demi Moore in like a men's shirt throwing on the wheel. And first of all, it looks like she's throwing like a tall vase off the hump, which doesn't make sense to me. Like this isn't something I do often. Mm. But if I'm throwing off the hump, I'm making a bunch of small things like the benefit of it is that you don't have to keep removing the whole ball of clay and then adding another one and you can have a bit more control that way. But you don't just throw a huge thing. Mm. I don't get that. 
and she's making a very tall skinny vase and it's slightly off center because probably she threw it off the hump and like at first I thought like it was like two and a half feet tall and then I realized that like a good six to eight inches was just solid clay that she was throwing on top of and I'm like well why are you doing this? <laughs> also, why not just make this in two parts if you're doing like a super skinny vase? It's weird. And she's like trying to make the top part of it like come out in sort of a bubble. Mm. And yeah, whatever. I have a fact about that at the bottom there if you want. Demi Moore got her master's in ceramics when he criticism. Melissa has this wrong, actually. <laughs> <laughs> why is he just rubbing clay on her? Now there's no clay on them. Yeah. So he comes out and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I couldn't sleep. And he goes, what time is it? Which seems odd because he was near a clock and she is not. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, it's like 3 a.m. And then he start, He sits behind her and he does the whole ghost scene where he gets his hands all muddy with clay and then starts just rubbing clay on her forearms. <laughs> and I guess that's sexy. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds like it would feel really good. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then he makes her collapse the vase by accident or on purpose or whatever he's like oh i hope that wasn't a masterpiece but they're like having fun and giggling now and then would you like it if i did that to you i would hate it yeah i worked hard on this yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not easy to do that like if anyone touched me while i was throwing i would throw a fit if anyone (laughs) broke my piece i would just i would kick them to the moon (laughs) then they're like getting all frisky but they have no clay on their hands anymore Mm. And also, it turns out Demi Moore wasn't wearing, like, underwear or anything when she was throwing on the wheel. And that seems like a bad idea. Why can't you get clay up there? You potentially could. But, like, when you're on the wheel, you're, like, the wheel is between your knees sort of thing. Oh, so, like, bugs could get up there. Anything sure. could get up there. Crawl right in. And it's just, like, I just wouldn't take that chance, I guess is what I'd say. That's fair. He's found smuggling or laundering something and tells his prankster friend. Yeah. So he finds out, like, he's on his computer. He's really not assuming too much, but he's going like, oh, this money has moved and it shouldn't have. And it seems like it's going over here. And then his prankster friend comes in and talking to him and mentions that his, like, the password he got the other day isn't working anymore. And Patrick Saves is like, oh, yeah, I, I changed it. There seems to be, like, some some weird thing in this friend's like oh do you want me to take a look at it he's like no no i think i got it and he's like well it's gonna take you hours and he's like yeah but it's like a i forget what he calls it but it's like a pride thing now like he's like i gotta get it Mm. and the friend's like oh okay oh where are you and molly going tonight and patrick swayze tells him they're going to this play blah 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 he's like his friend killed him well you i solved the movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) when you're watching it it's honestly you don't like i'm I'm putting these in obviously very purposely because yeah. these don't seem like a big deal at the time. Yeah. Or as big a deal. By this point, I was like, mm, this is suspicious. Yeah. It does a pretty good job of being like, oh, maybe he's not doing it. Mm. You don't know. You don't know for sure. Yeah. Mm. So, so he fixes it and then leaves? Um, I don't think he... F- and I'm not sure if he fixes it, but like it cuts to them leaving the play and Demi Moore is giving him a hard time because he fell asleep. And then it sounds like they're talking about other stuff and it's like all in good fun or whatever. And I feel like Demi Moore brings up marriage and like essentially goes like, we should get married. And he's all like, oh, well, you've never wanted to talk about it before. This is like surprising. And then they're talking about it. And then she 
says something about how he never says he loves her. And he's like, what I tell you all the time? And she's like, no, you don't say it. You say ditto. Hey, that's annoying. Yeah. That's all I have to say about it. I feel like that's supposed to be some kind of charming thing about this character because that's iconic about Ghost, right? Like the ditto, I love you ditto thing. Uh, Quite possibly. It's a lot like the Star Wars, like, I know. Thing. Yeah. 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 Both of those instances are not cute. They're just annoying. No. Um, Your emotional fucking immaturity is not a romantic gesture. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's a f- weird thing about this, and I'll mention it now because I'll forget later, but Patrick Swayze's character is, like, fine or whatever, but the actual, like, betrayer friend seems to have more of a concept of how to be a friend to people. Except, Except for the murder part. <laughs> but, like, he'll come back to Demi Moore and he'll be like, I'm sorry I wasn't listening to you yesterday. Like, he's like, I just got, you know, my emotions got the most of me. And she's like, oh, it's fine. He's like, no, no, you needed me to, like, listen to you, and I wasn't doing that, so, like... I'm very yeah. sorry. Although then he tries to come on to her, so. Oh. How much can you really give him any credit at yeah. all, Melissa? So he's just. He's a murder. Manipulative. He's a murder gross friend. A mugging. Peaceway yeah. gets shot. Yeah, so a guy is coming out. They're walking down an alley for some reason, and a guy comes out the alley behind them. Or he's like looking at them or whatever, and they go past, and they're just like, stop talking and walk faster. And. Then he comes out behind them, and Demi Moore's like, what should we do? And uh, Patrick Swayze is like, well, let me handle this. And he turns around, and he goes, like, what do you want? And this guy already has the gun out. Mm. And he's like, give me your wallet. It's like, well, okay. And then for some reason, it, like, Demi Moore's like, well, just give him your wallet. I don't know exactly what happens, but he decides to fight this guy instead. Idiot. They're struggling over the gun, and the gun goes off, and he gets shot. And the other guy runs away. Ah! Uh, he watches himself die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just Patrick Swayze's face, like, looking up, sort of being like, well, where am I? And he looks over, and he sees, um, like, Molly on the ground. And he's like, oh, Molly, what's happening? And he comes closer, and he sees her cradling him, and he's got, like, he's bleeding out, essentially. Mm. And so he sees sees himself die. Freaky. And there's I hope a- that's the way I go. Not yeah. mugging. I don't want to be shot. I just want to see myself die. Yeah. I plan to be eaten by a bear in my old age. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and there's like a white light, but he decides to not. He runs away from it, so stays a ghost. He meets a cute old man ghost. Yeah. So he goes to the hospital to figure out what's happening. Like, he follows the ambulance there. And the old man's like, oh, you're new here, aren't you? And he's like, oh, you can see me? He's like, yeah, of course. He's like, uh, I'm just Yeah, like, dumbass. I'm yeah. a ghost and you're a ghost. Catch up. Idiot. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm just uh, waiting for my wife. She's fighting it. And I'm like, what? Fighting? Dying? Aw. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. I don't know how long this ghost guy has been dead, because it seems like he's been there for a while. But then also when he says that, I was like, oh, did they get in like a car crash or something? But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he talks to him a little bit, and that's how Patrick's face sort of realizes he's a ghost. Sweet. And they see another man die and go into heaven, so... <laughs> The murderer has a key to the apartment somehow. Yeah. Oh, and also um, Patrick Swayze can, like, phase through stuff. <laughs> it does this really weird cut scene to, like, the inside of the body, like, blood vessels, like, very magic school bus mm. when it goes through. And I guess it freaks him out. And he's all like, whoa. Like, <laughs> so the murderer has a key to the apartment. Yeah. So uh, the the mugger, 
who killed him has a key to the apartment somehow and Patrick Swayze is home. Molly, um, the friend convinces Molly to go out for like a little walk. The ghost is home. The ghost is home alone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah, they're like packing up stuff and she puts his address book into a shoebox that she's going to keep and the friend like takes a couple boxes that he's going to throw out and puts a shoebox on top and she's like, wait, wait, that not that one. And so mm. you're like, mm. Hmm. I see. So at what point did you start thinking it might be the friend? Um, pretty pretty much immediately. Oh, okay. Like as soon as it was like, oh, there's something wrong with the money, I'm like, oh, he just gave his password to that guy. Yeah. Okay. But like especially when he was like, So where are you going tonight? Mm. Like <laughs> and I was like, Oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah, and Patrick Swayze is a ghost, so he can't touch anything really. He phases through everything and he's still really um skeptical about going through a wall because he doesn't like that feeling mm-hmm. and so this guy comes in with the key and he's like yelling at him he's like you get out of here and like there's a lot of Patrick Swayze trying to like punch stuff and just like phasing through it <laughs> which is very <laughs> never <funny>. learns <laughs> yeah. yeah so he's following the guy and yelling at him as he's like going through his house because this guy's trying to find like the the book the book in the box and the guy goes upstairs and is rifling through stuff and Molly comes home mm. And goes upstairs and they sort of miss each other. But like the guy obviously knows she's there and Patrick Swayze's trying to figure out how to, mm. how to get rid of him. And earlier he realized that the cat can see him if he stares into the cat's eyes. <laughs> so he stares into the cat's eyes and he goes, ah! And then the cat jumps up and like scratches the mugger and yeah. the mugger like quietly runs out of the house. <laughs> and then later you see the mugger and he's got like the weirdest cat scratch, <laughs> like scar on his face. Cute. Yeah. And then the cat has like two scenes and it's not in the movie again, but whatever. A shame. Yeah. He follows the murderer back to his house. Yeah. So he's like, he just jumps right through the door. So this is a growing point for him where he's not afraid of going, phasing through stuff anymore. Jumps through the door and just follows the murderer all the way back to where the murderer lives. Mm. And. Oh, wait. I, sorry. I missed the one about another ghost attacking him. Oh, right. He's on the train following the murderer still and he's just like looking at people and this one guy makes eye contact with him goes get off my train and he's like what and the guy like runs up to him and like pushes his head out of the the train (laughs) so it's like he can see all the walls coming and stuff and Pedro says what is happening why are you doing this and then the guy like throws him out onto onto the platform or onto another train or something and um then breaks a window Mm. And so Patrick says, like, wait, so I can potentially can break, break a window, <laughs> but I can't touch anything. And then he continues to follow the guy. And then he hears the phone conversation. And I believe he hears the mugger um, say his friend's name. He's mm. like, well, this is what's happening. And he's like, dun, dun, dun. The worst. If any of my friends murder me, I hope I don't come back as a ghost and figure it out. I yeah, want to just keep know. thinking that my friends love me. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any reason for a friend to murder me without also knowing they're going to murder me. Yeah. Like, I have nothing to steal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no luxuries. <laughs> I own nothing. Um, He finds a medium. Yeah, so across the street from the murderer mugger's house is a medium called, like, Oda May. And so he goes in there and is watching her essentially grift a woman uh so it's her and her two like helper 
people and they do this like a lot of a lot of fanfare and then she's like doing the psychic thing where it's like uh did he know anyone named and then lists a bunch of names and then she's like maria and she's like yes his mother and she's like oh yes he's with his mother now and then patrick's face is like what a crock of shit <laughs> and you see like this is Whoopi goldberg you see her open her eyes and like look around the room because she doesn't know where that voice came from mm. and then he does this a few more times and she's like who is saying that does nobody else hear that voice and starts like running around in a circle <laughs> and trying to find him and then patrick's face is like wait you can hear me <laughs> and so they figure it out <laughs> oh there's a fact about her oh right here we go Whoopi Goldberg wanted to lend some authenticity to the role so she took psychic lessons convinces Whoopi to call Molly and warn her yeah so he kept like after this whole thing happened she her client is gone or whatever and he's like you need to call my girlfriend and tell her that our mutual friend is going to hurt her and that I found the mugger and he's here, blah, 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 blah. Whoopi Goldberg doesn't want to do it because she's like, what, she's going to believe me? Like, I'm just a stranger calling her up. And he's like, just no, a I'll fake psychic. Yeah. But he convinces her and she's like, yeah, OK, whatever. And gives her a call. And Molly hangs up like immediately. She's like, yeah, I'm uh, Otome. I'm a psychic. I actually have a message for you from whatever his name is, Sam Hoyt. Sam Hoyt. <laughs> and like Molly hangs up because, yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah, what an asshole thing to do. Yeah. Purple onesie PJs. Is that Molly? <laughs> no, that's uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Aww. And she's trying to sleep, and Patrick Swayze is just in her room singing constantly, trying to convince her to go to Molly's house and tell her this. Mm. And she's like, obviously she was saying no for a long time, because she's like, she's not going to believe me. She doesn't want someone showing up on her door and being like, hey, I got a message from your ex, your dead lover. Yeah. Um. And eventually she's like, okay, fine. Like, apparently you can just haunt me forever. Like, I'll go. I'll try it. But, like, <laughs> never sing again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Whoopi Goldberg goes to Molly. Molly won't let her in. So she's yelling a bunch of shit up the, mm. up the wind, like, from the street up to Molly's window at her. And then eventually Molly comes down and it's like, okay. So then they go to lunch. And, yeah, Molly's still not, like, totally believe believing it. And then Whoopi Goldberg, like Patrick Swayze says, like, well, tell her I love her. And so Whoopi Goldberg says that. And Molly's like, he would never say that and gets up to leave. And then he goes, tell her ditto. And Whoopi Goldberg, what the hell is ditto? And so she goes, he says ditto. And he like yells it at her. And she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it really is him. <laughs> she has a mug on her table that doesn't look handmade. It looks fake handmade. Ah, yeah. The audacity. Yeah, it was mad about that. There were actually two. And I'm like, yeah. Those aren't handmade. And then there's mugs later on, which I also put in my notes, that are definitely <laughs> not handmade. <laughs> she has a whole pottery studio. Oh, the friend doesn't believe any of it, goes to check out the murder lead. Is that Molly's friend or the friend that killed him? Uh, It's just, there's both of their friend, but the friend who killed him is the same guy who was also at the beginning. Why is she letting him in on any of this? Uh, Because she trusts him. I don't know. Hmm. I guess at this point he must not know that his friend oh, okay. killed him. We know that, but he doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, the friend is the schemer. That's when the movie reveals to us, or? Yeah. Well, that's when Patrick Swayze, I guess, finds out. I guess, no, he follows him. Yeah, this is when he goes, because he follows the friend to the murderer's house, and they know each other's name, and the friend is like, well, you're supposed to steal a guy's wallet and you end up killing him, so now you're just messing everything up. 
because like he was followed or whatever or like he's like someone knows you did it and Patrick Swayze's there and he's like Mm. my friend betrayed me (laughs) and now he knows I'm a ghost Uh, Patrick Swayze's a bad actor hey yeah it's so bad it's so so cheesy and like everyone else in that movie is like okay Mm. like no but Whoopi Goldberg is a good actor and the rest of them are fine and Patrick Swayze is bad Mm. That's a shame. I really like Whoopi Goldberg movies. I can't remember, but I was obsessed with her as a child, but I don't remember what movie I saw her in. That Sister I... Act? I don't think I saw Sister Act. Sister Act 2? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think I've only seen The Sister Act and um, The Color Purple, which is a great movie. Um, and also one I wish I hadn't watched when I was like nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you'll want to watch it. Yeah. The color purple. I'm nine. I like purple. I like Whoopi Goldberg. Let's yeah. put it on. No. No. I haven't seen it, but I know it's a no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is the cop Charles's dad? Yes. Oh, he so really the, is. Oh. The lead cop is the guy who plays uh, Charles Boyle's dad on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's cute. I looked up his name last night. Do not remember it. Doesn't matter. Who you cares? guys know who I'm talking about. But okay, so Molly is there telling him and telling um, this other lady cop like essentially that a psychic came to her and told her all this stuff and says it's a murder. And she's like, he says, she said that this was the address for this guy and this is his name, blah, blah, blah. And the lady cop sort of says something else and then laughs. And it's like, I've got better things to do. And like wheels her chair back to her desk. And she's looking at the, the lead detective or whatever. And she's like, you said to come to you if I saw anything. She's like, can you just look at, look into him a bit? And he's like, fine. And he goes and looks into, looks into the file cabinet I don't know if he looks up this guy at all, but he brings out the psychics, like Whoopi Goldberg's file, and she's got a lot of charges for being a fraud Mm. and shows them to Molly. And so now Molly's like, but she said all these things. And he's like, yeah, they do shit like that. Like, go through your garbage and find out stuff and whatever. He's like, they're horrible people. Friends stole the passcode page from the address book, and now he's back into the bank accounts. Yeah, so he just takes the key from the um the mugger, the mugger murderer, and and like just enters their apartment when Molly's not home and goes into the box and rips out the page with all the passcodes, with all Patrick Swayze's passcodes in there, and now he can go back into the money money laundering. And he gets in there and then he makes a phone call to whoever, and he's like, "Okay, I can do this, blah blah blah," and tell Mister So and So that there's not going to be any more problems. I know, like, if you get yourself involved with a big money crime. You can't exactly just stop participating in it. Yeah. But fuck you for getting your friend killed and then just, like, invading his girlfriend's privacy over and over again. Yeah. One, like I said, he comes on to her at some point in a very funny way. I hope I wrote a special note on that. (laughs) Uh, Oh. He's trying to seduce her with his chest hair? (laughs) Oh, what? He comes over. And this is when he apologizes to her, like, you wanted me to hear you out, and I didn't, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, it doesn't even matter, because I don't believe that anymore. And he's like, okay, well, anyway, I feel really bad, and, like, I brought you these pears that I know you like, which, pears are a bad gift, but whatever. Mm. Um, I guess they like them. I guess if you like them, it's a fine gift, but... Patrick Swayze's just bad-mouthing him, like, while he's there? Patrick Swayze's just talking in the background, because he knows this guy's a murderer, and he's like, oh, I think you're so special, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, anyway, you think you're so cool getting me killed. Yeah. After he gives her the parrot, he's like, do you mind if I just like come in for a little while? Even though he's already inside. He's like, maybe like I have a cup of coffee or something. And he's just like, I'm just not, I'm just not feeling well. I just feel really bad or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember what he said. Anyway, so they come in and she gets some coffee and they're talking and he goes hey can i get just like a little bit more cream and she's like sure and she turns around because she's on the couch and the cream and sugar is behind her turns around to grab it and he like dumps coffee on his chest Ew. and he's like oh my god how did i do this and he like <laughs> takes his shirt off and she's like oh do you want me to get you another shirt and he's like oh no no it's fine i'll just let it dry or whatever so he's just sitting there with his shirt on <laughs> and then i don't know he says something and like Molly's like I get obviously upset she's like I'm just like so like I feel so alone and he comes and sits right next to her and he's like well I just want you to know that you're not alone and then like they say some more things and then he leans in for a kiss I think they do kiss but then um, Patrick Swayze has been punching things this whole time and then he sees them kiss and he punches a picture frame of him and Molly and it falls on the floor and so Uh. they look over and like it's a picture of her and her recently deceased boyfriend yeah and so she's like i just can't do this i'm sorry <laughs> she's like it's too soon he's like i totally understand and i'm like how long has he been dead like a week maybe? yeah jesus christ molly well i get it molly, she's vulnerable and sad but like but the dude i'm like you were his friend yeah and you got him killed and then you're like well what if i well this guy is like objectively a piece of shit in every conceivable way it seems yeah. like now he's trying to punch a basket of flowers. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to figure out how he, because um, he was able to move something, so he's punching again. It's just like a basket of dead flowers, and it's just him punching, punching, punching in his arms, just facing through the flowers. <laughs> I can't, I can't emphasize enough how, like, I'm like, I'm sure at the time everyone was like, oh my god, this is amazing, but how goofy it looks now. Yeah. Uh... Because... Like 1990 effects. Yeah, well, it's like so. Everyone else did the movie together, and Patrick Swayze was just on a green screen trying to (laughs) trying his best, (laughs) just punching whatever. Now he's jumping through trains, presumably to find the other ghost. Yeah, that is why he was jumping through trains. Uh, now it's a training montage. Yeah, so he finds the other ghost, and the ghost is like, "Get out of here!" Like I should also say, this ghost is very heavily. He's supposed to be like mentally ill. Okay. And so he's trying to get him to get off the the train. He's like, get off my train. And he starts slapping things out of people's hands when mm. he's yelling at him. And Patrick Swayze is like, no. <laughs> no. And they have a little scuffle. And Patrick Swayze is like, I want you to train me. And he's eventually, I guess, Patrick Swayze wins or something. So he's like, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Chris Colfer? Chris Colfer is from Glee. He is the gay kid who... I'm sure there were more as it went on, but he's the one who started. Oh, okay, yeah. He looks like a little fairy. (laughs) (laughs) You want to try that again? (laughs) I'm leaving that in. (laughs) You guys know I mean like a a fairy fairy, not I'm saying fairy as in the game. He looks like old European. Yeah. small. He looks like a Peter Pan type. (laughs) Like a pixie. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, they have the same face. Like, I'm going to, when we put this out, remind me and I'll tweet a Chris Cole for Patrick Swayze. Like, okay, yeah. Screen. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, training montage between Patrick Swayze and this ghost. And the ghost is like, 
he's like, I don't know how to do it. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you just like put all your like rage and all your emotions into it. And then you just like kick it. And he's like trying to tell Patrick Swayze. He's like, you think you have fingers, but you don't have fingers anymore. Stop trying to touch things with your fingers. He's like, you're a ghost. Whoa. You know, like sometimes you just need to be told. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. You're just taking the form of yourself, but you have no fingers. Anyway, so eventually Patrick Swayze is able to kick a can and hit the ghost in the head. And he's like, good job. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah. And mm, I think he asked what Patrick Swayze needs to do this for. And he's like, I'm going to go find the guys who killed me. And I'm whatever. I don't think he says I'm going to kill them, but he's he's going to. He's thinking it. Um, And the ghost is like, yeah, I wish I could find the guys who did this to me. And he's like, oh, well, how did you die? And he's like, what is that supposed to mean? You think I did this to myself? And he's like, no. And the ghost gets mad and breaks open a a cigarette vending machine, which is a thing that used to exist. I don't know if it still does. Yeah. And the ghost goes, oh, I'd give anything for just one drag. And then something else happens. And he yells again. And he's like, you're just like them. And then he, Patrick Swayze, the ghost himself. Yeah, it implies like Patrick says he goes to touch him and he goes like, don't touch me. And then he runs and jumps onto the next train that's coming. So you're like, oh, like this is what happened. Is he had a dream? Yeah, he had a meltdown and jumped onto the tracks or something. Oh, does his wife exist? Is he really this isn't the old guy? Oh, okay. This is a different ghost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, now Whoopi Goldberg is talking to every ghost and she hates it. Well. Get a new line of work then, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so now all the uh, ghosts are actually like, there's a huge line to see her because she's going to give messages to their families. Mm. Yeah. She's very annoyed because she's like, I don't like relaying these messages. And I guess the families are also very pushy. Yeah. <laughs> and the ghosts. Yeah. Which I mean, fair enough. But like Sam comes in or Patrick Swayze, whatever you want to call him. And she's like blaming him. She's like, what did you tell every ghost? that you met to come here she's like this is ridiculous (laughs) one of the ghosts gets tired because they're all waiting and patrick swayze's trying to talk to her and he's like hey it's my turn and then he jumps into Whoopi goldberg and possesses her for a moment okay and she she gets mad and makes everybody leave yeah don't don't possess Whoopi goldberg that's not don't possess people yeah you have to ask first the murderer tries to kill her but she hides in her magic closet yeah, so he's coming essentially to, yeah, to warn her that this guy knows where she is or something, and so he comes in and has his gun and she hides in the closet because she has this closet that's got like a double door sort of thing. Mm. So you open it up and it doesn't look like anything's in there, but then she's hiding behind another side. A panic closet. Yeah. Yeah. Now she dresses up and goes to the bank to take over the fake account and the friend is laundering money through. Oh. Yeah. So he's like, do you have any nice dresses? And she's like, what do you mean? And then you see her. She's got, like, I really enjoy her outfit, but I think it's supposed to be, like, a goofy poor person trying to dress like a rich person outfit. And I'm oh. like, no, it's cool. <laughs> um, Does she look like she's going to the opera or something? Kind of. I think it's like she's got a black skirt and, like, a bright pink, um, like, blazer and a bright pink hat and then these little pink shoes with, like, fluffy, well, some accoutrement on them. Mm-hmm. Everything but the shoes sounds fine. Yeah. It's like, honestly, I am I was fine with the whole thing. Um, so he's just guiding her through going into the bank. Um, oh, he one of the things that she's been arrested for before is making fake IDs. So he's like, you need a fake ID and it needs to say 
this on it because when he followed his bad friend to work one day, he saw that he had passed <laughs> What? Sorry. I'm thinking about you calling Chris Cole for a fairy again. <laughs> okay, sorry. Try that again. She's dressed up at the bank. <laughs> yeah. So when Patrick Swayze went to was following his bad friend and found out that he was laundering money, uh, the friend put the money in, like all the money, four million dollars, into an account for Rita Miller, and it's supposed to stay there until the day we're on now at like four fifty five. <laughs> You know when you get giggly and then you're like, wouldn't it be inconvenient for me to laugh right now? And then yeah. the very idea of it is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone on the now everyone listening is just going to think I'm actually much more funny than I am. <laughs> That's a joke. I'm very funny. <laughs> yes, I'm as funny as anyone could ever possibly be. It's true. Yeah. So Whoopi Goldberg's there, and she's like, "I'm Rita Miller," and Patrick Swayze's beside her, just telling her exactly what to say. He's like, "You need to talk to this person, and you need to sign over a card." For this account, because say that so-and-so opened it for you, like he gives the friend's name, and said to come in today and just sign a card. And so the woman's like, oh, all right, and gives her a card to sign. And she signs it her real name. And Patrick's just like, no, you'd have to sign it, Rita Miller. And she's like, oh, my God. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I get another card? I signed the wrong name. And she's like, that's what she the end of it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, and gives her another one. And then she takes the card gives it to her it gets filed like immediately and then she goes like i don't know to another level and finds this other guy that um patrick swayze remembers and he's like oh he's a real asshole um tell the security guy you're looking for this guy blah blah blah. and so she says that security guy goes over and the guy like looks behind him is like i don't know who that is ask her what she wants or whatever and security guy comes back over and patrick swayze is like yeah tell him that you met this guy at the christmas party last year and blah 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 and say this and that um he's not going to remember you because he was so drunk at that party he's not going to remember anything mm-hmm. and so he says that security guard goes back over and the guy's like oh okay and comes over and greets her and she's talking to him and patrick says he's feeding him inf- her information so she's like oh how's bobby and snooki doing and he's like they're great how's your family <laughs> <laughs> and so they're chit-chatting and she's like look I, I need to close an account she's like oh okay we can do that and like looks and he's like four million dollars yeah <laughs> at one point she's like okay we can we can do that for you how would you like it like how would you like this and she's like well, i don't know like tens and twenties and Patrick's face is like tell him a cashier's check <laughs> she's like i mean a cashier's check <laughs> <laughs> the friend is trying to transfer the funds but they're already gone yeah so she gets the cashier's check right before 455 <laughs> and he's like why does this account say zero and he's trying all these different computers and at one point he's like has someone has someone been messing with the computers and his lips starts to like curl on the top <laughs> and he's like super sweaty and someone's like oh no what's happening he's like oh nothing it's just like something's a little a little weird he's like well do you need any help no i'll figure it out <laughs> what the hell <laughs> that's acting acting they're going to give the money to the nuns. At least they're nuns for the homeless. Yeah, so Whoopi Goldberg thinks she's keeping the money, and Patrick Swayze's like, no, I never said you could keep it. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, first of all, if you keep this money, they're going to figure out who you are, and they're going to come after you. And he's yeah. like, second of all, that's $4 million, that's blood money. I died for that money. Give it to those nuns. Yeah. Like, <laughs> give a little to Whoopi, though. She does a lot of work. Yeah. It's not nothing what she's done. Though this whole situation is probably going to launch her medium career. Oh yeah, like to she a new level. She can talk to real ghosts. 
I mean, she'll never, I mean, she'll obviously have to work, but she'll never be wanting for clients. Mm-hmm. Patrick says he really wants his old friend to die, too. Yeah, he's like, he's just, I don't, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you can tell he wants vengeance, mm. which is a good, a good color on a ghost. Yeah. Ghost pals. He types murder on the computer. Are those oh, two yeah. related or no? Um, oh, I think I just wrote ghost pals because I'm like, oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> but oh, Patrick Swayze, died? yeah, Patrick Swayze is like messing with him really hard. He he knows how to move stuff around now, so he's like, you know, rolling chairs across the room, and then he starts typing murder on the computer, and the guy's like, what? And he's lips up again. What's happening? <laughs> um, and then. He's like, who are you? And then he starts writing Sam, 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 Sam. <laughs> now the friend is back bothering Molly. Yeah, so he rushes over to Molly's house and Molly's like, what's wrong? Why are you, like, upset? And he's like, oh, it's just like a really hard day at work. Um, I'm just really not feeling good. And I think she's like, oh, I think I have, I think maybe she's going for Rolaids or something for him. I can't remember. And she's like, I think they're upstairs. Let me just go grab some for you. And he like. Does Molly not believe Otome anymore? Um, they're not really. I think after the cop was like, she's a scam artist, Molly was like, oh, then she is a scam artist. But would he still, like, not have at least got her to be like, hey, whether you believe me or not, just be aware that this guy's a fucking murderer? She might have said something like that, but if Molly doesn't believe that, then, like, she thinks that she's just trying to get scammed, and with this guy saying that, this person is scamming you and she knows him, mm-hmm. she's probably going to believe him over. I guess. I would still be a little bit. I wouldn't I let would that guy in my house. Yeah. Um. But Patrick Swayze is there and Molly goes upstairs for whatever reason and um, the friend is in the kitchen and Patrick Swayze starts like pushing him <laughs> and like moving stuff around and calling him names, but you can't hear him calling him names. And then um, the friend grabs a knife. Or he tries to punch where Patrick Swayze is or something like that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, what are you doing? Idiot, you haven't taken ghost lessons. Yeah. And um, he's not dead yet. No, Just I know, a, but yeah. I okay. assume there are lessons where you can like punch a ghost in the same way a ghost can punch a flower. Maybe. Don't you think? <laughs> it's got to go both ways. A ghost can punch a flower. <laughs> yeah, so this guy grabs a knife. He's like, look, you find me that money or I'm going to kill Molly. Rude. So rude. Now the baddies are coming after the medium and they escape. Yeah, I think, is this where he kills the murderer? So, yeah. so Yes, it is. Yeah, the medium is at home with her two friends, and Patrick Swayze runs in and is like, you guys have to leave, like, right now. So they go to a, a different apartment in the building, and the two baddies come in, and they're, like, trying to find her sort of thing. And, okay, let's make this oh, fast. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he... He gets the other baddie, the murderer guy, alone, not the friend, and is, like, haunting the shit out of him and pushing him and stuff like that. And this guy's like, I don't know what's happening. And he's outside. And then Patrick Swayze scares him into the street. And he, like, gets sandwiched between a cab and, like, a huge truck. And then you see him get hit by the truck and fly over the cab and land on the floor, on the ground. And then you see him sort of get up and look over at the cab. And there's his body. So he's a ghost now. Fuck you. And then he's like, what's happening? And then a whole bunch of, like, shadows come to life and, like, pick him up and drag him into... <laughs> oh, there's a fact about that. In there. Drag him to hell. Um, the scary sounds made by the dark shadows are Animal Crossing voiceovers slowed down and reversed. Mm-hmm. I believe it. 
For some reason, he gets the medium to push a penny under the door so he can move it to convince Molly he's real. Yeah, so they get to Molly's place, and she's trying to convince her she's real, and Molly's just, uh, yeah, trying to convince her that Sam's there, and Molly's just like, no, I don't believe it. And he's like, he's on the side with Molly now, like, inside the apartment, and he goes, like, push a penny through the door, and she's like, what are you can talking about? Can he only about? move metals? Like, what? No, he can move whatever. And so she pushes a penny through the door, and he lifts it up and is, like, turning it around, and he's like, tell her it's for luck or love or whatever it is they said uh. in the beginning. And so she gets it, but I'm like, you know what you could have also done is unlock the door. Yeah. And I don't know, did a little dance, grabbed a pen, been like, hey, Molly, it's a me. Yeah. It's a me. (laughs) Yeah, we don't even need Whoopi Goldberg in this scenario. Pick up a pen. Yeah. Uh, he possesses Whoopi Goldberg so he can talk to Molly directly. Stop. Did he ask this she, time? No, she offered. Okay. She said, you know what? You can use me. He's like, Do they make out? Um, I'm trying to remember because I was waiting for that. But it's like, it shows, when it happens, it shows a close-up of them holding hands. And then it's just Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Oh. Like, Whoopi Goldberg is gone for some reason. It's just like, she has her eyes closed. Like, Demi Moore has her eyes closed. And so it's just Patrick Swayze's ghost with her it's uh it's a little bit of a cheap shot he's super tired because he did a possession and now the bad friend is here with a gun yeah so Whoopi goldberg and um molly are on the run they hear him coming in like he shoots open the door or something and it's (laughs) stupid and they escape out the window and up the fire escape to another floor Mm. And are running around there, and but when they heard him coming, Patrick Swayze got like shot out of Whoopi Goldberg's body, and he's like, "What's happening? Oh, I'm so exhausted." <laughs> and they get to a floor, and they're climbing more, and they climb up this ladder, and then they pull the ladder up after them, and the friend's like, "No!" And he tries to jump for it, <laughs> and then he accidentally knocks glass down. Okay, so there's more happens. He's chasing them more, and then Patrick Swayze is up there, and for some reason strong and energized enough to be moving stuff again and like fighting him the friend is trying to run away and what he does is he pushes a like one of those really heavy hooks on the rope things Mm. it's there for some reason he pushes that away to try to get it to swing back and knock the glass out of the window so he can go through or just to get it out of the way or whatever and some glass shards fall down first and he's like okay whatever and he goes out there to sort of try to get out the window and then the thing comes back and knocks over just this huge piece of glass that falls down and impales him. Mm. And then he's a ghost. He comes out and he's like, what, Sam? And then all the shadows come and eat him. Sick. Drag him to hell as well. Good. Now Molly can hear him. Yeah, I don't know how, but yeah, she she's talking directly to him now. Mm. And they're like, well, you can hear me. And then they both see the light. The heaven light coming down. And so he starts going towards the heaven light. Ghost kiss. Oh, yeah. Before he before that, he kisses her. <laughs> and then walks into heaven. And walks into heaven. And you can see a bunch of, like, people's shadows moving around there. Okay. Um. So, a bit like Top Gun, there is something missing from your notes. And that is the most iconic scene in Ghost. Do you want to explain that? <laughs> Didn't I talk about it before when he's rubbing clay all over her? Yeah, they don't do that while he's a ghost? No! I said at the the beginning, he doesn't do any pottery as a ghost. It's all before he dies. What the fuck? I thought the whole thing was that he... No, the only other time... Ghost gropes her. He does pottery... or No, she does pottery twice. And the second time, he's just watching her and she collapses a bowl. 
and it's like obviously really upset and then starts talking to him mm. like saying things to him thinking he's not a ghost listening to her mm-hmm. but yeah he doesn't He's never a ghost helping her with pottery. Okay, never mind to this whole fucking movie then. Yeah. That's so annoying. (laughs) I was promised this. (laughs) You did not deliver. (laughs) Fuck. Do you want to read the rest of my facts? Okay, Ghost is the first movie to receive an Oscar nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay based on a graphic novel or comic book. Mm -hmm. Was that called Ghost World? Yeah. Yeah. In the iconic wheel scene, when the camera pans to the moon shining in through the window, you can make up the word sex spelled out in the stars. Yeah. From IMDb, the opening credits are half transparent like a ghost. That's just a fact on the IMDb page. Yeah. <laughs> like a ghost, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> you know how ghost. ghosts are half transparent? Yeah. They are. <laughs> so this movie was not what I expected, mm. but it was pretty enjoyable. Okay. And oh, Patrick Swayze is such a bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I didn't, because he's been in so many things, and you, like, a household name. Yeah. And I'm like, but he doesn't, he can't act. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, it's a fucking waste. I'm so mad about that scene. Yeah. I, (laughs) I am also mad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I accused you of omitting it when it was the movie that omitted it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, that was the most disappointing part. Also, Patrick Swayze kills two people. And still goes to heaven? They deserved it, though. Yeah, but, like, our vengeance killings, no matter how righteous, still Have you read worthy. the Bible? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't read books. I read fan fiction. And that is it. <laughs> Should we do a wine and a grape? Yeah, you want to start with your grape? Okay, my grape is, fuck Tellus. Tellus go to hell. Um... Paul and I have a system set up so that if we get to 100% with our data, first of all, if we get to 90%, we're supposed to get a text warning us yeah. about that. And if we get to 100%, one of us has to authorize data for either of us to be able to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he plugged his phone into his computer this morning, all of a sudden his phone started acting as a hotspot that his computer connected to. Also, we got seven texts all at once from Telus saying that we were over our data by this much and then this much and then this much and uh last i heard from him when he was chatting in they wouldn't fucking wipe the 50 dollars in data charges that we have now despite the fact that it's their fucking fault that we went over it yeah so fuck Telus, go to hell yeah because it's like it's one thing where it's like yeah we used up all the data. We're not asking you to replace the stuff. That was a mistake. Not your fault. Mm-hmm. But not giving us warnings is your fault. Yes. When and we explicitly said to do it. And you guys have that thing where it shuts off your data completely, right? Yeah. It's not supposed to go back on. So it's like, that's also their fault. They're charging you. They're putting your data back on without asking you first. And like, yeah, against like that's your a wishes. service through TELUS. Yeah. That was supposed to happen. So like, no, you fucking tricked us, basically into yeah. going over our data. So fuck you. Yeah. Tell us. Fucking tell us. What's your grape? Um, I think my grape is finding out some of the bad politics of the my coworkers. Oh, yeah, that sucks. I didn't want to know. I just wanted to assume they were a little off, but not totally off. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks shit. Also, I don't want to go in and clean the studio because I didn't make that mess. I'm sorry. 
oh, whatever. What about a wine? Well, I saw that puppy today. That was really good. Mm. I guess I already said the puppy thing, though. Um, I don't know. Do you have one off the top of your head? My wine is going to be you. Because I had a shit morning between the bus and Dallas. <laughs> but you were waiting at JGB and you bought me a coffee and a muffin. And it's yeah. the thing that stopped me from crying on the way to the library. So, yeah, yay. <laughs> yay. Well, I'm glad it helped. <laughs> SFU can go to hell. Yeah. Jesus, FSU. <laughs> um, yeah, between giving a fucking controversy award to Steven goddamn Pinker, and then in November they're sticking to their guns. Having an anti-trans rally. Choosing to platform uh, fucking, what's her name? Megan Murphy. Megan Murphy, Lindsay Shepard, John Kay, and I don't know the other person. I don't know the other person, too, but I'm like, John Kay is bad enough. Yeah, like, two out of the three of these, like, fuck, fuck all transphobes. Fuck all of them, but especially fuck transphobes, whatever. But on top of that, I know at least two of those people are very fucking forcefully anti-Indigenous. Like, incredibly fucking racist, so... But also, I just want to say, like, the title of their thing was, like, how social media is, like, developed our views on gender or something weird like that and it's like no no it's how media influences the gender debate or whatever as if that's a thing gender isn't a debate go to hell yeah and you only have cis people on it yeah it's like you should have everyone from every gender on it then yeah but it's not yeah that would imply that the panel was at all interested in no, no, no. yeah, yeah. Discussion. No, it's just this is the title so that they can pretend it's an academic discussion when it's really just a bunch of whiny babies saying, "I don't like that I have to acknowledge other people." I think trans people are weird. What if one touches me? Yeah. Uh, what if I? What if I have to talk to a trans person? Sometime? They all want to be in these spaces that I never intended to go into anyway. Yeah. Also, one of us is literally a man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Men don't get a say on any genders. Cis people don't get a say on any trans issues, but men no. especially don't get a say on anything about gender. Go also, to hell. John K. Why? How is he still getting any sort of platform? I know his mommy is how. Yeah, but he's like outspoken racist, outspoken sexist, outspoken transphobe. Like, what else do we need to do to stop getting him? Yeah. In, how like, do we free ourselves from John K. Bye. Bye.